Not add mercy without. Oh no, she's already said- been added to the call. She just can get on anytime she wants to. Oh, uh, James, you said the magic words. You're doomed. Well, fine. I'm staying. Wait, you can leave. You just can't announce it. Your bladder will have to deal with it. Wait, what happens when you say "I'll be right back" and then you don't leave? Does that reverse the mojo? Hmm. They should put that in a movie sometime so we have precedence. Um. That's gonna be in Scream Five. <laughs> God. Hopefully, it'll be in Scream the TV show. Nothing will be in Scream the TV show. Are they seriously real talk? They're making the Scream TV show. Yeah, for MTV. MTV is making a Scream television show, and they don't nice. have the rights to the mask. They don't have the rights to the mask, so they're going to do like some Texas Chainsaw flesh mask instead. And it's going to be like Face Ghost, uh, Face, face ghost, ghost, Coast killer. to Coast. <laughs> They've said, and I quote, "It's going to be a more grounded, gritty mask." <laughs> they hit all the keywords. Someone was playing bingo in the marketing department. I'm still excited because Scream. Although I know it's a foolish hope, I'm pretty sure it's going to be dog shit. But who knows? I don't get it. They like I'm looking up like Wes Craven's behind it, but yet the Weinstein's behind it, but yet they can't get the rights to it, even though it's the the creators and stuff are actually. Well, they didn't make the mask. They uh they bought that mask from like some sort of toy company, and they basically have licensed the rights out for the films. And yeah. apparently that's where the issue comes down because they have the rights for movies but not television, which is a whole different beast. And who would have guessed that was a pain in the ass to get the rights for? You eh, think? I can figure that. Well, I guess... People are First, I was masters. thinking, like, okay, it would be great publicity for them to have a TV show with their mask every week, so Halloween comes around, people will buy tons of them. I know, um, but, but still, that mask is... Gotten, uh, presumably, it's gotten successful enough on its own that yeah, they don't yeah. need any more help. That's my second thought. Actually, if Scream 1 through 4 doesn't make that mask popular... There's probably no hope. You yeah. think they can make like a variant mask though and be like, okay, we can pump up sales if we have two masks. Yeah, you I think don't know. So. You think maybe, they can work a deal out. They can maybe use... that's the secret. Maybe they are behind the Texas Chainsaw mask. What? I'm waiting for this mask to show up and it'll be the same mask as what's in Scream, only it'll be like upside down and painted pink or something. Yeah. Marseille. Yes. Hey! <laughs> James is going to be so mad because he had to step away from him. He's like, don't let her come in before I'm here. Like, I don't do anything, so she's a woman. She can do as she pleases. Thank you. That's what I've been trying to tell people. I may have the absolute right to change my mind. I walk away for one minute. (laughs) I told you not to say the words, but you said them. (laughs) Hey, Mercy. And the strange person I've never met. Oh, don't worry. There's one thing. It doesn't matter if you've never met him. He is still strange to us. Who is he? This, this is my good friend, Cody Alft, resident host of the Box Office Pulp podcast. I just, oh, I really he's wish the I had other a good... guy. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Not, no, 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 not, not the other guy, or oh, the other okay. guy. You're David Allen Greer from Blank Man? Thank you, yes. <laughs> Best example. <laughs> he has a nice voice, too. Aww. He, he easily yeah. has the most broadcastable voice out of all of us, I feel. Where they did always tell me in middle school that I had a really good voice for radio, but not a face for TV. <laughs> where are you from? Wisconsin. Oh my gosh, where in Wisconsin? Uh, Wausau. Oh, I know where that is. Ooh, why? I once dated a boy from Wisconsin. Terrible choice unless you like brats and football. Was it Cody? I love brats. <laughs> this would be amazing. Not a huge fan of football. It was the year that the 49ers, not the 49ers, why did I say that? It was the year that the um, 
the Packers went to the Super Bowl and won, so there was always that. The one year we have several several <laughs> rings. I'll remind. So is this was 1996? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it was the most recent. Whoa, I don't know, 2010. That was 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah. Well, it was the 2010 season. It kind of leaked into 2011 because that whole you know carryover thing. Yeah. Good year. Fine year. Fine year. He was yeah. Uh, year he dumped me. Um, it was uh-huh. New Berlin is where he was from. So I oh okay. Yeah. Nice. But he went to school in Sheboygan, which is probably the best <laughs> word ever created. It really is. I know. I you gotta say it, Sheboygan. Like Sheboygan. Not real. <laughs> the people from Sheboygan have like a funny offset of Wisconsin accent, and that's I know funny saying Wisconsin accent not being funny generally, but the Sheboygan one is even worse. You don't even have an accent. I, I do have an accent. I, I kind of have a Kermit the Frog thing going. Say something with an accent. At least you admit it. Uh, toast? There you go. How, what are those round things that Jewish people like to eat? <laughs> there you go. Okay. okay. Uh, were you trying to get him to say that, or were you actually asking him? No, I wanted him know. to say it. I, some, <laughs> well, why, why, do some... Jewish, why are Jewish people the only ones who can eat bagels? I love bagels. I, I could have said oh. New York, but then I would have found like, pizza instead. Yeah, that's true. Um, See, I, one of the best think... things, like if you want to test a person's Wisconsin accent, just have them talk about Texas Roadhouse because we we can't help it. We start talking about it, and all of a sudden like, everything gets longer. Oh, Texas Roadhouse! I really <laughs> like their bread. Wait, why do you become fucking Otto von Strudel there? <laughs> Ooh, Roadhouse! <laughs> I had a girlfriend who worked at Texas Roadhouse, and like I would go there to eat sometimes while she was serving. And they do this whole announcement thing, like, everyone's attention, it's Timmy's birthday here at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> and she would never talk like that in real life. But at Texas Roadhouse, it stopped being Texas. Which is weird. It became yeah. Wisconsin Roadhouse. That doesn't make so sense. Funny. I work at a winery, and so we have a lot of snowbirds that come down. Oh, by the way, I live in Arizona. Um, yep. And so we have, like, a lot of snowbirds that come down from, like, Canada and Wisconsin and Michigan. Soda. And they do like most of most. Is that is that the term for Wisconsinites who just have to get the fuck out of Wisconsin <laughs> during the no, winter? Snowbirds. Snowbirds is an overall term for anyone up north that comes south. That's her slur against your people. <laughs> yeah. You mean your people? Your people. <laughs> Our people are your people too. I was gonna say we've had very few Wisconsinites this year. Um, we've had a lot of Canadians, and they also like owe out their O's quite a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. a technical term, I'm sure. I can I can understand more Canadians coming down. They have it worse than we do. Like our winters are cold, theirs are frigid, so they win that battle. No, actually, it depends on the year. This year, we've had a lot of people from Illinois and Boston, but they're a not few people. Years ago, <laughs> a few years ago, we had a lot of people from Wisconsin. It was a nightmare. Um, I mean, just for me personally, not not because combat. Nah, this conversation's <laughs> over. I'm out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Hang oh. up on everyone. Actually, Matt, I have a great thing to tell you. You're going to love it because I haven't told oh, you anything boy. about my school year yet. Uh-huh. Uh, my teacher for my art education class for museums, she's from Canada. and you So far, I'm not liking what I hear. But <laughs> the best no, they've part got is, Canadian bacon, one of the better types of bacon. <laughs> it really is. The best part is she doesn't really have like an accent unless she says like about. Uh-huh. And she'll be like, about. Is and she the Yadder Hay? Or is that just us? No, she's from Toronto, so she's pretty high class. Uh. But, <laughs> I mean, I got this possible from Toronto. Um, she's, like, super academic. She's kind of scary. She's the, most, she's the most strict instructor I have this semester. What would you say she teaches? She teaches, um, it's an art education class, but specifically it's about museums. And it's about mm-hmm. museum education. And she's super academic. She's written papers. She's that academic. <laughs> 
And we I've, had to read some of her papers. <laughs> She's that academic. Oh, like published papers, I was going to say. We've all written no, papers, Mercedes. No, she has published papers. And it's all about, like, the theory of museum education. So really, Wait, wait so it's all, it's all about her? No. <laughs> hey, man, we could publish papers, too, if we weren't lazy. She's a doctor. She's not... Why, why I'm awesome by a doctor Canadian lady. <laughs> her name is Natasha Reed. That's an amazing name. I know, it, right? How's spelled? The Reed. E or E-I-D? R-E-I-D. I'm going to look her up. Class. I'm going to Google her. Cyber stalking, go! School of Art, Natasha S. Reed, PhD, from the University of Arizona. Oh, you didn't wait long enough. I was going to show off my new keyboard. It's so clacky. <laughs> oh, God. That's, you're, like a, you're like a 90s hacker. When you I am. Get out of there, man. Get out of there. Is there a picture of her online? Yes. Really? Let's see if we can find it. That's a horrible picture of her. Nothing can hide from the internet. Oh, she went to University de Quebec à Montreal. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and she was an editor. She's super picky about her papers. She uh, she majored in poutine studies while at Quebec. <laughs> Don't That's a thing? I've always, I've always wanted poutine. I know I've wanted poutine. I'm a southerner. Yes, guys, they don't have with whoa, 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 whoa. You guys don't have that? No, no. they have Sonora no. hot dogs where I live, and he has hash, hush puppies or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> Grits and hush yeah. puppies. And That's all we have here. Yeah. <laughs> Grits and hush puppies are real? I thought those were just in movies. I I ate grits today, and I'm not sure they're real. Okay, okay. We're going to do a hostage exchange. I'm going to bring you some cheese turds, some deep-fried cheese curds, and you will give me some hush puppies or whatever the hell they are. That sounds like a good idea. Or grits. Grits are truly southern because no one else would eat them. I don't even eat them unless I have to. They're they're like Vienna sausages. They're emergency food. What about like fried bologna? Is that a thing? Is that something people eat in the South? No. That was not oh, dinner time. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, Matt and James, do you guys have Taylor pork roll where you live? Not that I know of. Taylor. Okay, pork maybe maybe that's just a, a Maryland thing. My dad loves Taylor pork roll, and he does. He like fries it up and. Puts what it is it? it? It's pork roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fancy version of Spam. I don't oh, okay. know. <laughs> and he loves it. He like grills it up on a griddle and like sticks it on like a super buttered bun that he's toasted. And he eats it. It's super healthy, as you can tell. <laughs> but he's from Maryland, so they have weird things there. I know, like Baltimore. I know. <laughs> yeah. I had my first German food in Milwaukee, if that makes any sense. That was good. Is, uh, I think we may have talked about this last time we had Cody on, but... Uh, Wisconsin, this lot of, uh, German and more, like, Norwegian, Swedish. sort of Swedish, Swedish people. There's, I don't uh, like, I think there's Minnesota. more Germans in Wisconsin. Minnesota got most of the Norwegians and Swedes. Yeah, the, the fans and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin got the better deal, honestly. I mean, I say, I don't mean to brag. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but have you seen my last name? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you are Mueller of the Hills. Wait a minute. It, it, right? You're, you're also, like, we, your whole family backstory, the Alfs. Yes. Weren't they from Germany as well? Yes, we had a tiny little town called Elfter that sat on the border between, I believe, Germany and France, and forces just kept sweeping back and forth, taking over the town, because it was right back on the border. Forth, back. back and Wait, forth. Back. Have a whole town? There was a whole, it was a small town. And our, <laughs> our crest, like the city crest, was a knight being devoured by a lion, and the knight represented the city, the lion represented everyone around the city. Because we just constantly getting taken over. He's not exaggerating. I've seen it. It's literally a dude being eaten at by a lion. That is <laughs> the Alft crest. It's I'm just good. a Miller. That is so not fair. So and if the you're entire... going on my American side, a deli owner, like, <laughs> well, that's <I'm> not <laughs> delicious, delicious deli meats. That's good. Yeah. So we we all picked up and just left. Like we all went to America at the same time. 
the whole town came over, so we got our last name Elfs because we were the Elfter town, and they just traveled as a group. Then we all moved to Midwest America at the same time. When so about? if you ever see an elf, we're all related. There's like 12 of us or something dumb. But <laughs> What year was that? I have no idea. Oh, as long as it was before World War II, you're okay. Yes, well, I, definitely. I was, definitely. I was, I was this was like 1800s, early yeah, 1800s. I was trying to think like what kind of conflicts it would be for, like, you know, presumably it was Germany and the French border. So, yeah, might have been the Napoleonic Wars. You never know. I've never I don't been know. traced uh, my family back. I haven't traced it that far back personally, but I know there's one guy who fought in the Civil War, so we've, we're at least here for the 1860s. He fought for the Confederacy. Um, <laughs> no, he yeah. fought for the North, and then he was uh, labeled as a traitor because he left after the fighting was done. Uh, well, like, everybody did that. He's a yeah, pretty pilot. much, yeah. Everybody Everyone's was dead. Can we go home? <laughs> I have crops. <laughs> I have crops. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they all said when they like threw yeah. their sabers in the ground and walked home. Fuck this shit. I got crops waiting on me. <laughs> We've conquered South Connecticut. Can we go home? I say, I think the farthest I've been able to trace my family back is uh, on my grandfather's side. Like, two English brothers came to America, like, in the 1850s, 1860s. Um, to show you, to give you a good idea where my family lays, even though this was the mid-1800s, they were still indentured servants. They could not afford, you know, to come over here on their own, so they had to essentially be slaves. And, um... They're also apparently borderline illiterate because their last name, Thames, is named after the river, but instead of spelled like the river, it's spelled T-I-M-M-S. So, <laughs> a bunch enough. of ignorant liter- literat- river rats is where at least one river part rat. comes from. Yeah, You're fine. And then one side may be the same people who I may be related to. LBJ, but that's that's that's. I've, I've oh that. my gosh, you bring that up all the time. I just like that. That's the origin of Matt. Like half LBJ, half illiterate hill folk. <laughs> You're describing some sort of weird horror movie that I want to see. The hills have Johnson. Yes. With the little bit I know about my family history, I'm sure if I looked at my genealogy, it would probably just be a series of pregnant prostitutes. Aww, <laughs> not that bad, James. They would be somewhat attractive prostitutes, so you got that going for you. Well, mm-hmm. nicest thing I've heard all year. Either It's only the beginning of the year. <laughs> That's true. I'm just, make, I'm just making it for not talking to you for like half of last year. I know it has been so long since we've been on a call together. I think mm-hmm. the last time was, God, was it when we played Betrayal on House of the Hill with Corey and Alex? And Weege. I think Weege was there too. We're not talking about Weege. Why not? Um, do you watch Tabletop? The- no, but I keep meaning to. You have to. It's fantastic. They just played one that I think you and Matt would probably like. It was crazy. Southern Bastards, the board game? <laughs> no. Um, it was like something weird about wizards. I remember one of their games that they did, and like just a few weeks later, back when I was still uh, playing with my uh, gaming group, we played it. Uh, Dixit. That was a real good game. I still like I Dixit. I own Dixit. Yeah. yeah, we played Dixit that one time. I love Dixit. Can, can you play Dixit online? Yeah. Yeah. I love that online. You can play anything online. I love Dixit. Not tag. Yes, yeah. you can. Oh, cyber tag maybe. <laughs> I think that's essentially what Ingress is. What's Ingress? This weird game a coworker of mine plays on his phone. It's like an augmented reality thing. You go to specific areas on like a GPS grid on your phone, and there you can either set up a portal for your team or oh, you can okay. find an existing portal and swap it you know, from red team to blue team. Hmm. And the point of the game is to get as many portals on your team's side. And that's the entire game. 
That sounds like bullshit. Fascinating and totally boring. My buddies at work were playing it for about a month, and then they realized it was really boring, and they stopped. <laughs> yeah, I've had them explain it to me. Okay, so you get all these portals onto your team's side, and then what happens? Well, then you get Nothing. more portals. Are you reaching a specific number? No. <laughs> Do you get any kind of rewards for getting portals? No. What is the point of this game? <laughs> you, you get to see a lot of local geography. I'm convinced that this game is just some elaborate Joker-style social experiment. Probably. Or like somebody's using it to like data mine to like I, I, GPS. I think this game was actually created by Google. I want to say it actually is some form of uh, <laughs> Google is collecting data about you know, cities. What's like, the name where of are the hotspots? Ingress. Oh, and here's the fucked up thing. They have conventions. What? You, oh, we're just going back and forth taking the points. Yeah, they have like a conventions and meetups where events happen where they announce new missions and a mission is just collect the following portals so drive to the following locations this game costs money it is it's a startup within google Uh, so you can help overlord google by you know mapping out your town for them then they know the strategic points to take when they invade. Well, they it have all me. makes sense now. You know, right? I kind of want to play it now. You guys have done nothing to like dissuade me. Now I'm like, wait. You want you want to help the Google overlords with the drones <laughs> and their armor? I love how every- <laughs> Google cars. Everything that's been said so far about this game is it's dumb, it's stupid, it's boring. <laughs> and your immediate reaction is, we got to give this a shot. We got to try it. We got to try this it. Is like, this is time. like reverse psychology 101. <laughs> I know. Don't tell me what to do. I'll decide if it's boring or not. I'm very susceptible to this. Welcome to Mercy. <laughs> they told me I couldn't have a minor with my degree. Guess what? I'm getting two. Tropical <laughs> <Yeah>. major. <laughs> no, seriously, I am. Way to two minors make a major, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're... I'm going to have a BFA, two minors, and honors. My goal. Yeah, at our school, they had so many people trying to take classes they weren't allowed to. They just said, fuck it. Here, you can make a topical minor where you just take whatever classes and call it what you want. And as long as your guidance counselor approves it, it's fine. That just sounds like a supervillain. The topical minor. <laughs> you have, have that one guy who graduated with a minor in the history of film warfare. <laughs> <laughs> there probably was something along those lines. Like, can I just wrap these eight gym classes together in like three history courses about gym class? <laughs> well, that guy, that guy I was telling you about, another thing about him that fascinates me is he has a shit ton of student loans, and every time he brings it up, I'm like, you have a degree? What are you doing working at Walmart? Oh, I don't have a degree. I just went for a couple of years. I'm a professional student. Well, what did you major in? I didn't really major in anything. I just kind of took hat classes here and there. Well, what did you take? They could proceeds to list, like, this laundry list of Buster Bluth classes. Like, 18th century geography, color theory. Oh, I took that course. What is, uh, what it was color? terrible. A big section of the course was explaining how the eye perceives colors. So you look at wavelengths, oh, all the cones, rods, and then we moved into composition of color and art. And But Cody, you're colorblind. <laughs> that's why I took the course. There's a section about colorblindness. And I failed the final because of it. How completely are you? Wait, how about? horrible is your school that you didn't get disability for, or whatever they call it? We have a whole I section have, of school it, for that. I could have applied for that, but I'm not handicapped. Um, I'm not totally colorblind. I just have a hard time telling blues and purples apart and white and, you know, red stripes. Turns out there's white and brown and some other, like, <laughs> shades in between in the stripes, and I just couldn't see them. <laughs> 
I'm still convinced that that whole fucking gold and black dress thing was all you're doing to punish a color-seeing world. Oh, I felt God. so good about that outbreak. What does that even mean? I never got that, and I didn't have the time to figure it out. I- I'm still convinced that nobody saw the dress as black and gold. It was just an elaborate prank. It was. It had to have been, because there are, like, different monitors, and I'm like, I have two monitors in my house. It looks exactly the same. You have a whole Watchmen set up. Well, I have my desktop, my laptop, and then my brother has his desktop, and then my mom has her laptop, and then we have the So much information, so many screens. (laughs) Well, one is always on the Tasty Cake Locator screen. (laughs) That's mine. It's my laptop all the time. By the way, I still go in every store, and I look for freaking Tasty Cake. (laughs) Are they here? Well, I've seen so much now, it's become routine to me. We'll I'm send tired you of some. Okay. Okay. Now that, now that, alright. I, I, I don't need your money, I'll just send you some. Oh, uh, you're so sweet. If I can get some at work. You're adorable. I know. Thank you know you. that, right? You know yeah, that. I know. Hold on a second. <laughs> I, I meant to, to ask you something, Cody. Um, I wanted to interrogate you about something, because I saw a, a news article today that uh, piqued my interest. I think you might have a hand in it. They can't prove I did anything. There, there's, there's talk that there's a secret black money uh, billionaire who's funding uh, Wisconsin's governor's uh, presidential run. There's probably I a couple think, of them. I think Money Mountain might have something to do with this. You leave Money Mountain out of your politics. It's only for kings. <laughs> you're, you're using Money Mountain to exploit uh, to get Scott Walker to the White House. No, no, no. Cody would never do that because that would require reducing Money Mountain in some way. Exactly. I'm glad you understand the principles of Money Mountain. You also have to understand there's a certain amount of Wisconsin pride where we love seeing Wisconsin on anything. And at the same time, there's about half of the state that just cringes every time the words Scott Walker are mentioned. It's just, oh, oh, why does he have to be a representative? I figure you're playing the long game, though. If you give money to Scott Walker now, he'll give you tax breaks, which means, in the long run, more money for Money Mountain. That's probably true, knowing the way he operates. It's like in Wisconsin, he tried to dissolve unions, except for the unions that voted for him. <laughs> like, that's what happened, like, the, the story I was reading, like, this, this rich guy from uh, Wisconsin, what's his name? Uh, John Maynard Jr., um, he gave Scott Walker like one and a half million dollars, and uh, Walker, since he's been governor, has like given him tax breaks, roughly about one point eight million dollars worth of tax breaks. So you know, he's getting his investment back. Out of curiosity, did you say Maynard or Menard? It's like M- M- Maynard, M E N A R D. Oh, John Menard. <laughs> Menard, okay. Well, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't live in Wisconsin. No, 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 no. The joke is like, if this is the same, there, there's like a giant uh, utility kind of shop called Menards. Mm-hmm. Like it goes throughout the state. It kind of runs into other states too. I That's think. The, yeah, it says he owns a highly profitable chain of hardware stores throughout. Yep. The state. Yeah. From everything I've heard, he's a terrible person. <laughs> well, obviously, he's allied himself with Scott Walker. What do you expect? I, I mean, not. Politics don't necessarily make a person bad. I mean, I oh, have some no. Republican friends, but well, I'm just saying. I'm saying Scott Walker's a bad guy. Yeah. All right. Now I'm just imagining there being a super pack called Money Mountain. <laughs> money Mountain, and we just take all the money and put it in a slush fund for the king of Money Mountain. This ad paid for by Money Mountain. You joke, but like if you look at like some of the super pack names, they're just <laughs> as stupid as Money Mountain would be. You know. <laughs> Like I think, like one, like one of Hillary's super packs was like you know, new hope for tomorrow super pack. See, I really enjoy in Game of Thrones how there's like a cool nickname for everything. Like even the swords <laughs> have nicknames. 
I feel like we need that for our politics. Like, oh no, this isn't, you know, just an election. It's the deciding. It's the red ballot. Each, yeah, exactly. Like when a vote goes on, it's got a sacred name. Some candles flutter out every time you mention it. There's a nude woman writing poetry with a quilt pen in the corner. <laughs> I like, there's a hand of the king. The vice president just doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> also, just imagine in our world of Westeros, Joe Biden <laughs> is the hand of the king. <laughs> I like that, don't you? Now, now, now I want to see like a recreation of the first season of Game of Thrones with Joe Biden as Ned Stark. Everyone else is the same. But you've got Joe Biden as Ned Stark. Just whispering into people's ear. Winter's coming, and it's going to be a big fucking deal. So are, are you saying Joe Biden is Littlefinger and Ned and everyone? <laughs> He's okay, Tyrion yeah. drinks, drinking the wine. Yes, uh, Cersei with a wig on. <laughs> I think she's back. I'm back. Yay. I'm back. Speaking of that, Mercedes, are you going to watch uh, Kimmy Schmidt? I already watched it. You have? What did you think of it? I loved it. Yes. I've been it's trying great. to get James to watch it. He, I James, think you gotta, you watch, gotta it. watch it. Man. I'm wait. MB and I are gonna watch it whenever we get a chance. Okay. Oh wait, you and MB are gonna watch it together, like as a date thing. Yes. Oh, well, we're done oh. with Broad City, so we have to get a new girl show. Wait, what were you watching? Broad, Broad City. City. I haven't seen that one. Oh, Broad City is my favorite thing. You then you gotta watch, watch more uh, chick flicks than I do. That's the way it should be. What, what Why was... don't you guys have a podcast for that? MB and James just watching chick flicks. <laughs> We I'll, do now. I want to see the two of you like reviewing Steel Magnolias or like Terms of Endearment, please. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Yes. You get the pants this week, James. I'll take them <laughs> next. A podcast of the Traveling Pants. I just want to see like James like, like, I don't like this movie for sanitary reasons that we never see them wash the pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Watch- I've seen that movie. They never they wash take, those fucking pants. They take them off. And ship One of the, the girls has sex in them and they still don't wash it's- the pants. Wait, you've actually you watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? I've seen bits and pieces James, of I am movies. so, so, so ashamed of you right now. <laughs> so ashamed. Your people made that. <laughs> so this is on you. <laughs> <laughs> I lay these traveling pants on your feet, Marseille. Gosh, I didn't May they fit all your curves the way they did Amber Tamblin. Uh, I don't think they would even fit on me. <laughs> No, no, Merce, you don't understand. It's a magical pair of pants that fit every woman just right. Wait, aren't those, uh, what are those called? Jangs? (laughs) It's it's just about (laughs) yoga pants. (laughs) There's four really stupid girls who found a pair of yoga pants and they think they're magic. (laughs) Now that's the movie. (laughs) That's the fucking Broad City movie. James, do you only watch, like, chick flick TV shows, or do you actually watch chick flick movies? I don't know why I'm asking that since you've seen Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but um, do you have, like, a list of acceptable chick flicks that it's okay for a guy to watch? Oh, totally. And, like, for a guy to watch, and, like, I would like to know, because my brother keeps a short list of chick flicks that are his favorite, Mm. that he will argue to the death are acceptable for a man to watch and like. And I just want to see how your two lists compare. Okay, number one. Whip it. Okay. No argument there. Oh, I don't think we've seen that one. Oh, Whip it is so good. It's Roller Derby, Ellen Page. Roller oh, Derby. Well, I go to real Roller Derby. Um, I'm putting on my. Ooh. You're badass. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, Whip it. One of my favorite movies of the past few years. Uh, I know you'll disagree with me on this, but I really love Bridesmaids. Uh, <laughs> I don't That's know. not even a chick flick. That's a. Guy flick me. That's the hangover with women. See, the thing though is, guys don't see it that way. Because I've gotten a lot of shit for admitting having seen Bridesmaids, which I, I don't, don't really get. view as 
Yeah, like, whatever. It's pretty raunchy. It's not really just for girls or anything. What, 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 where does it become a chief flick? Like, the part where they're all shitting their, you know, pants? The part where Maya Rudolph is screaming about her fabulous asshole? This is so not a chick flick. I don't even okay. like that. All right, what would you list as a chick flick? Because this distinction is always... On, on the list of my brothers, I'm only remembering four. I might have to ask him what they are. My brother's list of chick flicks that are acceptable for him to watch and like are uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Oh. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, all right. That's not good for anybody. And that wasn't me. On Hey, that was knockoff Matthew <laughs> Oh, Josh Lucas or whatever his name is? That was okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, thought, oh. I, thought Josh, I thought Josh Lucas was knockoff Ryan Gosling. Cause that- no, now he's knockoff Bradley Cooper, so he can't catch a break. <laughs> oh, poor guy. No, my brother uh. likes it. Um, I don't know why, um, but um, music and lyrics is also an acceptable chick flick for guys um, because it has a lot of 80s references. Okay, Sleepless in Seattle is acceptable because it's a classic, and the men in it reference the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> and <laughs> so it gets guy points in his. <laughs> he gets guy points and uh, Pitch Perfect because his girlfriend is in it. <laughs> He's in love with Anna Kendrick. Aren't we all? Yeah, that doesn't really count as anything. <laughs> um, we all we all have a crush there. I mean, he's not special. But those are those. When I say those are acceptable chick flicks, I mean he watches those movies a lot. Like not too much, but like he intermixes it in there with his Dead Poet Society rotation. <laughs> but like, yeah, he, like, he puts it on the Oh Captain, My Captain playlist. If if yeah, you're ever wondering if he's like your biological brother or not, I think we have our answer there. He, oh, I knew, I know he is. You saw him be born. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would consider like chief flick that I want. Like the all right, there's two movies that like I guess are considered chief flicks, but or maybe they're chief, but I like them regardless. But uh, Mean Girls and Clueless are like two movies that like it doesn't. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I say Clueless is more of a chick flick than Mean Girls is. Well, here's the question: what What defines a chick flick in your estimation? Oh, this is way too deep. <laughs> When I think of chicken, I think of something. I think of something that's like a shit. What was it called? How to lose a guy in ten days? Something like that, you know. Oh, my brother also likes Where, that one too. I think he just has a crush on Matthew McConaughey and the men who look like him. <laughs> I know. First off, it came to my head. I'm like, nope, nope. Hold back your all rights. It's not. It's not all right. <laughs> it's not a single all right. Uh, but according to Wikipedia, chick flick is slang term for a film genre dealing mainly with love and romance. And designed to appeal to a largely female target audience. So, The Hunger Games is a cheap flick. <laughs> but if you reverse that, does that mean that like 99% of movies are guy movies, since most movies tend to be constructed with a young male audience in mind? I think it's kind of unfair. I would Chick say yes, and because... Flicks. I mean, if we want to, uh, first of all, you're picking the fight with the wrong person. I'm doing a unit plan on feminism. I'm not picking a fight with anybody. Uh-oh. Come on. <laughs> fight, say, fight, drop, fight, drop some fight, fight. Would, Show them what a real feminist that, looks like. I would say that the majority, and also our education major. Um, so oh, I would yeah. say that the majority of films and pretty much everything in the world is geared more towards the male gaze than anything else. Definitely. So I would also say that the majority of chick flicks are also pretty sexist because they are the male gaze of what women should like and what women you know are seen as liking which has always baffled me because it's like there seems to be very little out there that's from a genuine feminine perspective and isn't just this weird fun house mirror version of what a bunch of men in business suits think women want 
I think... Um, oh, that's another good movie. What Women Want. <laughs> I've never even seen that. My no, brother no is Pussy reads women's thoughts and not once says anything bad about Jewish people. <laughs> um, well, pretty much anything by... What is her name? Um, Efron. Yeah. Most of her... If you watch, like, a Nora Efron film versus, oh, like... Versus, like, a chick flick done by a guy, there is a distinct difference in the way the females oh, yeah. are portrayed. And so... I would say hers are probably a little bit more feminist than other ones. Um, that's that actually reminds me that one I would add to my list, uh, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, uh, yes. I love that movie. It's a classic. It's a beautiful movie. I love that movie so much. <laughs> I will tell you that probably my biggest, my biggest chick flick, like, uh, guilty pleasure would probably be the Bridget Jones Diary movies. I like the first one. Never seen the second the second one is my favorite. I like the first one. The, fight. the second one has, like, this fight. It's just Actually, both of them have fights that are just... Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I like Bridget Jones' diary purely for uh, Hugh Grant and Colin Firth beating each other's ass. They do it in the second and the one, most, too, and it's in even the, better. In the most hilariously <laughs> British way. I know, it's even better. Actually, the most realistic fight scene I've ever seen in any movie is the fight they have in Pineapple Express. <laughs> Um, I love that one. I love that movie just for the fight scene. Sometimes I just watch it just for the fight scene and then I turn um, it off. You ever see the YouTube video where they paste Iron Man over Colin Firth? And he's no. kicking his ass while Black and Black is playing. Wait, what? No, find this. I'm going to see it right now. There's also one by the same guy that's the last scene of Dirty Dancing with Swayze dancing with Iron Man. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. No one Dan- puts Stark in a corner. Or Footloose. Am I missing out? You're missing out on Dirty Dancing simply as... One of the most inexplicable things that have happened in cinema. Like, I was watching the ending of it on cable the other day, and it's like, Swayze is just snap dancing, and everyone's joining in, and nobody puts Baby in a corner, and none of this is ironic. (laughs) It's like one of those grand moments of pure 80s. I don't, I I feel like with Footloose that I, I, I like Footloose purely because it shows the, uh, the dangers of a uh, theocratic society. <laughs> a theocratic wow. oligarchy that controls a small town. Kevin Bacon is not dancing for uh, any other reason but freedom. He is getting footloose for the rights of all men. Over are, are, are you saying like he's the Beastie Boys? He fought for their right to party? Um, fought for their right to dance in unison while Kenny Lockins plays, which is, you know, again, one of the most basic rights, you know. Beautiful. Wait, are we supposed to actually be doing something tonight, or are we just... <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine with either or. Uh, I, I asked for, like, prep work, and they're like, no, nah, it's fine, just show up. And I, I feel like there's a trap of sorts. I was, no. barely, I was, like, barely engaged in any of the conversations you guys gave me last week. I was like, dude, it's spring break. Come on. <laughs> you were <laughs> drunk and watching Titus. Uh, Titus Androgynous. I thought it was an, an, an- Andronicus, because Titus Androgynous is a little different. <laughs> it is. That's a Titus. completely different story. That's the David it, Bowie version. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Um, oh, no, we were watching Reduce Shakespeare, and they did that. They did the play, and I was like, it's Titus Androgynous. And the person I was watching it with was like, pretty sure that's not the name, um, but that's clever. And I was like, yes. <laughs> what a I, I had been drinking, though. Ray beer. Now, how many drinks have you had in you tonight? I know you were making some coffee earlier, so yeah, I sobering up. I didn't even get coffee. I'm drinking some sparkling natural mineral water. Ah, classy. Irish mm-hmm. mineral water. Always, always classy. Always. I'm just extremely tired. I wake up at 6 o'clock every morning for school. 
Yes, I know that's rough. I've been up for 12 hours. 12 <laughs> hours and 47 minutes at this we're, point. <laughs> we're getting Merce pushed to the brink. And James, I still have homework to do. James's body can only handle, what, 10 hours of conscious movement at a time before you need yeah. to shut down and hibernate? Actually, I've discovered over the past year that I can function well on extraordinarily small amounts of sleep. It's like my weird superpower. You can do that until you reach my age, and then you're just like, oh my gosh. Well, we know you're in your late 60s. <laughs> I might as well be. She's almost 30. I'm almost 30. So. <laughs> Why'd you have to remind me? That was so weird. You brought it up. <laughs> you're, you're 28, right? Here's the, no. Here's Are you 29? Wow. Here's the thing, Matt. I'm allowed to complain about being old. You're just not allowed to say that I am. Are you Googling how old Mercedes? <laughs> no, 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 no. This, uh-huh. this just made me, made me think of one of my favorite music videos. <laughs> of good course luck, it did. Good luck finding my age with my name. Matt. Uh, this isn't the one I thought it was. Eh, whatever. It'll work. Matt, what? you need to tell me everything about your life right now. Um, watch this music video. Okay. Like 30 seconds uh, in when the music starts. Uh, as a child, I often, was a fan of Batman. Um, as the years as a child? Progress, I, well, okay, as a child and as an adult. What age? What age did it start? It started from the time what? I was born. You were when, born loving Batman? Yes. Did your I, mother I was, read you Batman comics from the womb? No, unfortunately. But no, I was six months then old. How? how? Six I'm months? Trying to explain. Oh, you're doubling no. back on story, sir. <laughs> God damn it, this is not... This is an inquisition now. I did not come We're questioning your love of Batman. You cannot question my love of Batman. I have, sir. Okay, I like the Flash better. There. I knew it! I knew it! Oh. He runs real fast. The cart. He it runs real fast. the non-believer! My teacher was like, you really need to talk to Carlton. So I want to talk to Carlton, who's the actual professor of the sculpture department. Carlton Banks? No, Carlton so, something else. Okay. I'm sorry, Marseille. I thought you were talking about a fictional character. I thought it was a bad Matt would say that. (laughs) If you you remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Carlton was barely a black man. (laughs) Keep digging the hole. This has been a Pulp Podcast production. And on this day, the heavens and Alan Maud's beard opened up and revealed to you graphic novelism. The podcast where comic book culture goes to get vivisected is now on the Pulp Podcast Network. Find it at graphicnovelism.blogspot.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash graphicnovelism. Also on Stitcher Internet Radio. Listen, America, I may enjoy podcasting, but I do not enjoy having my arm twisted around my back and being forced to record bumper ads. Let's see if I can give these boys a little taste of their own medicine. I have crops.